Hey, everybody. It's your pal, Joe Batanz. We have formerly of AfterBuzz TV, Jay Ellis here. This is Rulaska Thoughts. Jay Ellis, hello, formerly of After Buzz TV. How will, is are you wearing a shirt right now? <laughs> Barely. I'm wearing like a little skimpy um, midriff tank top and just <laughs> flouncing around my house. Please, I hope that's true. <laughs> no, I have on a real jersey t-shirt. Have you ever spoken about RuPaul's Drag Race and worn a, a shirt before? <laughs> Check me out at AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, like, it's and you say former, but I'm still I'm still a part of their their panel. But I just could not sign on for the full season because I had other stuff happening. But I yes. might pop in every once in a while if they like. I'm supposed to be like their sub mm-hmm. um, if they need someone, but it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I heard uh, someone told me the other day when I you know I've told people that you're going to be on the show. And mm-hmm. they get so excited. These these RuPaul's Drag Race fans get so excited. Anytime, well, you know, they're big fans of me and you talking too. I don't know if you know this. They love. It, what, well, what, I mean, I have to say, like the when I get tweets and stuff from after doing like a Drag Race recap, it's really nice because one thing about Drag Race, like the show Drag Race, mm-hmm. the fans are so like excited for content. It's actually really fun to engage and talk with them about the show mm-hmm. because they know so much about it. And then they, it, everybody has an opinion about what's going on yeah. on, on the show. Trust me, we know. So it's really nice to have that interaction with people. Mm-hmm. And I've just been really lucky, like having people who have kind of followed me through, I guess, like my journey of talking to people at the drag con going, to, uh, being on after buzz TV and then doing like the crossover. I think back in season, season eight, when I first started with, uh, you, Daniel, and Taylor. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Are you going to DragCon this year? I am. I'm actually covering it with um, one of the co-hosts from AfterBuzz TV, uh, Lorraine Love or Mark mm-hmm. J. Freeman. Mm-hmm. And then I think we're going to have a camera guy who's going to be with us who's also going to kind of swing in for some of the interviews. And his name is Oliver. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Drennerman. I haven't met him. Um, Oliver, but but Oliver's are a, usually cute. That's the general consensus. Yeah, a lot of people are super into him, and he he knows his like drag history. Okay, now you know uh, I'm I'm only going to be at DragCon on Saturday. Oh, okay. And are, are uh, you and you're running interviews? Are you doing well? Here's, here's all that? my idea. Here's my idea. Okay, here's my idea. I, can, uh-huh. I, 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 I think I have to call the public relations people about this. I think I want because I hate doing it. You know, I hate. You see me there. I hate it. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking what Th- I this might... is actually that's a part of this job that I like. I like talking to them in interviews rather than dissecting the show. I like uh-uh. I like drag queen personalities, so mm-hmm. I've I enjoyed the interviews. Oh. I, not more than the show, but that's the part of it that I like. Can we please hire you to do that part of it and I don't have to do it? <laughs> okay. But I'll any... just have two microphones and introduce two <laughs> well, different then, yeah. networks. Yeah. So anyway, the only reason I'm going this year, by the way, is I wasn't gonna go. I li- I think I told you I'm not gonna go. And then they mm-hmm. said, this is the kind of thing that sold me. They're going to have the workroom there. And I Are they like, really? Yeah, they're going to have the workroom at, at DragCon. Yeah. Oh. Which, which you, you know see, what? the problem is that. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say. Oh, that, I was going to say, I don't get. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, no, no you, you go. go. You go. 
You're the guest. Okay, I was going to say that um, I don't get any of the updates of panels mm-hmm. and all that stuff that goes to AfterBuzz scheduling. Mm-hmm. So I would actually, and I haven't even done this yet, I need to check out and see what panels they have lined up now because... Um, I, I don't even know who's running what panels this year. Well, it's the same PR company from last year, so you can predict it's going to be the same. But anyway. Ubly. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, um, but I wasn't going to go, and uh, they had the workroom. And I was like, now that I think about it, I was like, that, they should have brought that every year. That makes sense. It's just a, it's just a, a, a backdrop. You know, and people would be really stoked to see them. They're right there in L.A. It's right there. It's not like it's very hard to bring. So, yeah, they're yeah. going to have the actual work in there. <laughs> this is a dumb question, but it's life-size? <laughs> yeah. Or is it like a model? It, no, it's the one. It's the workroom. <laughs> oh, I, that's that is that's going to be great for people are going to like to love to take pictures in front of that and mm-hmm. kind of stuff. That'll be fun. Yeah, well, you know, they're in the bigger hall this year. I know. Well, that I heard because I mean, this. I think every year it's gone up by thousands of people, so mm-hmm. it's just grown huge. Mm-hmm. So anyway, my idea is I'm going to take my setup, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go. You know, we have the ability to go live uh, anytime right. we want. We have our own dedicated stream. I want to see what the internet. I think they, I remember the internet being pretty good last year, uh, and mm-hmm. I don't think it takes that much internet going live and and, and interviewing the queens live their audio but live that's like grabbing them when they come in the press room and saying we're live right now and i think i'll promote it on reddit and whatnot and get a bunch of people there and we'll just go live the whole time that i'm there i think that's a, your listeners would love that it'd be a great idea mm-hmm. yeah and then they can and they could submit the questions right there and i'm only i'm gonna limit to like two questions you know like each i'm gonna tell the queen it's two questions yeah, well, I mean, and we had the same, or I think we had different experiences maybe last year, but the press room was just kind of not where you go for no, the interviews. I think no. that when you're on the floor walking, so it'd be kind of cool to, if you can have like a video, can you do a video aspect so you can kind of see the booths of what the queens have going on too for your audience? In theory, we could, but the problem is that no one, no one wants to see me on video. <laughs> Shut up. I literally, they, and you will agree with this, I look like the love child of Emerald Lagasse and Miss Piggy. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> em- Emerald Lagasse? You don't know who Emerald Lagasse is? I could Google it real fast. I don't know. The chef? Like, for some reason, the guy who Bella Lagosi popped into my head, but I know that just because the names sound well, the you same know doesn't mean that they're is, the same person. No, you know what's funny? They, I think they, I think Emerald Lagasse and Bella Lagosi look very similar to each other. Oh. So you know on. what? So for your, for your reference, I look like the love child of Bella Lagosi and Miss Piggy. <laughs> oh emerald he's the bam yeah <laughs> okay yeah. The, the guy who was who loved alexis mateo so much that he had to use her catchphrase yeah exactly <laughs> he, he was the one going like bam <laughs> i have to that drop is probably one of my favorites because i could just see her like turning over her shoulder and looking at the camera and like saying bam i love it we have a freaking chorizo <laughs> That's also admirable. Okay, so since I haven't talked to you in a little bit, I, I don't know if this is so off the rails, but yeah. where did you get the drops and how, like, is it easy to access? Because they're so, I, I, I'm like an old radio fan, so mm-hmm. I love just like drops and things like yeah. that that happen in shows. And I really like when you use them. Okay, so I, I got a soundboard. Okay, so okay. it's very, very easy. I just, I just hit a button, and I've been slowly collecting them. I it, It's kind of a pain in the ass because I have to, you, you, what you should do is, Tell me the drops you want to hear that you haven't really heard. Like for instance, I, you know what I forgot to get from that episode? I forgot to get um, sickening, no, you know. 
Mm-hmm. I, yeah. So you, I have to go off memory, and I've been going on Reddit trying to find legendary quotes. But there are little ones that you pick up in the show too. That, like for instance, I didn't. I got to go back and get "fuck my drag," right? Because that seems to be one that <laughs> that everyone likes. Or like Miss Vanjie. Yeah. I've been I've been late. I'm pulling it. But like if you if you think of any, and I'll see if if I don't have it, I'll go pull it. You well, know. that's the thing is you're not really listening for it when you're watching it. It's all of a sudden it just becomes a part of like the gay culture of saying the yeah. same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I think of anything that just I can keep thinking of, then yeah, let me know. Because like, for instance, like who would have ever thought this would have been a uh, I, I love this one. I'm so into voguing right now. <laughs> I've said that a couple times on After Buzz after Vanessa Hudgens was on there because it's just that the, that judging was so I, I'm just so into voguing right now. It's like you can't say that. <laughs> so, she said something else too that I got to go back and pull too. But uh, yeah, no, there's great ones and uh, and then you know there, there's ones that like I love this one right here. Hi Manella, <laughs> I just saw Manella girl. <laughs> I don't know just because she's an Asian woman walking on the street. Yeah. And then, of course, anything, anything, anything Tammy Brown, I love. Tootsie Lou! <laughs> and it's funny, if you think about it, she's only on four episodes total. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. I'll keep an ear out because there's, I feel like there's a lot of quotes that you could use, but I just can't think of any right off the top of my head. Now, you know, uh, our ho- our co-hosts, uh, Evan Ayers and uh, mm-hmm. Taylor T. Latte Boy, they're coming out here to go to the finale. You, know I, that, right? you told me, and I'm, I'm going to demand to, like, meet them in person. Yeah, oh, no, I know. Well, I know. Any, anytime. Oh, by the way, by the way, and I know we've talked nothing about RuPaul's Drag Race. Guys, you wanted to hear <laughs> us talk. This is what it happened. But before we even get into this, I want to talk and touch on this topic. Uh-huh. Someone asked the other day. I can't remember. They asked a question similar to, like, did you know Jay before or after Drag Race? And I go, you know what's so funny is I never consider you, like, a friend I've made through Drag Race. I just think of you as, That's as a true. friend. Well, the it, like, yeah, our friendship is not – it's centered around drag. Like, no matter what we talk about, it always kind of – when I hang out with Joe, just for everybody who's listening, it's – he gets a, a notepad and a pen because we <laughs> we circle around about eight topics. Uh-huh. And we can never focus on one actual topic. Um, and I don't – that's so weird. I don't – that's kind of how I see it, too. Our friendship was, I guess, based off of an internet connection. I want to say Bryce Lee Wynn is the one who – Oh, told, he? told, tweeted me about the show mm-hmm. because, I, 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 yeah. Anyway, it's yeah, it's it's based on drag, but it, that's not like I, yeah, the defining yeah, yeah. thing like about you, our friendship. You were at my birthday party last year. In fact, again, just yeah, it, it, we're just gonna have a conversation. Um, okay. So I'm friends with this director named John Turtletop, who was at my <laughs> birthday party last year, and Jay's boyfriend absolutely detested. Okay. okay, let's be fair. Well, John Turtletop's not going to hear this. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, um, the the point is now John is forever linked in my head with your boyfriend. And did you uh-huh. see John has that new movie coming out called The Meg with Jason Statham? Uh-huh. And I keep wanting to send you that stuff to to give to to your boyfriend. You know, he, I think it, we've talked about this, how in your head, it was this huge, like, Vixen versus Eureka kind of conversation between them. But it was, um, I, I found it hilarious. I oh, didn't really I think was, it was I thought it was hilarious, too. Well, maybe your boyfriend had a little tipsy, but remember we were sitting in the living room and then he just sat down. He went, I hate that man. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was a journey that day. I I didn't realize it had gotten to that point either. I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're here. Yeah, it was. You know what? And I also want to come back for your. I I, do, I never have anything plans on Fourth of July, so mm-hmm. it's really nice to celebrate your birthday mm-hmm. instead of America's birthday. Yeah, my, well, my my birthday was a blast last year. Anyway, it was so. so um, it actually was really fun. So, let, but let's get to Drag Race because you, I know, you, okay. are you still doing your YouTube recaps? No, I have not. There's, I thought about putting out some content, but it's there's so many queens to pull looks from. I mean, when they did the ball and there was 33 looks, there was no. I just couldn't. I like to show visuals because it is a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to have like visual aspects to it. But what I was thinking about doing is starting it back up this week because mm-hmm. I, I we're down to nine now, right? Yes. Or 10. Okay, nine. So we, it's easier to pull. This is kind of when I start getting more invested into the show because they've gotten rid, they kind of trimmed the fat a little bit. And this is kind of where I feel like they start really tightening the screws on the competition. Um, mm-hmm. I am super, bu- and we can talk who got eliminated and stuff. Like people are caught up, right? Yeah, if you know what? Actually, why don't we? We had talked about this, and I think you and I have caught up enough. Maybe we'll, I'm sure we'll go off in a million tangents. But like, why don't we actually go live now? We can keep talking, but it gets okay. Here's the weird thing: it takes them about a minute, and it, I timed it and taking averages. It's about a minute and a half, and all of a sudden, there's like zero people, and then there's a ton of people. So why don't I okay go live now? And well, while you're doing that, I okay. wanted to say I've known Mayhem since I was probably like 22. Oh, so you actually so it was know really Mayhem. hard. Yeah, well, we grew up. Um, we're both from Inland Empire, and mm-hmm. she performed at places like VIP and Menagerie and stuff mm-hmm. with Morgan and Raven. So I've known of the drag those drag queens for a while. And when she got on the show, I was super excited. Like we don't have a call each other kind of friendship but like a very passing if we saw each other out it'd be like oh hey we have mutual friends kind of thing Mm -hmm. so to see somebody even that i knew like kind of peripherally on the show was really exciting Mm -hmm. um i had known that there were rumors that she didn't make it too far into the competition which i was kind of taking and this season i've been really trying to stay away from reddit and spoilers because since i'm not covering the show as much i kind of wanted to enjoy it just more as a viewer Mm -hmm. and so when i saw her go last week i was really bummed because i thought it was kind of a great episode for her and um, like just show her real personality. She's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet mm-hmm. and just a hardworking queen. Like she does uh, Mickey's out here, Abby, like she's just a well-known Hollywood queen. And I'm hoping that this kind of like boosters her, her quote. And she gets a lot of gigs after this. So, but, but let, let's actually, so let's, let's kind of do a very brief sort of brief, like, cause nothing really happened that was worth a deep dive in this past episode. So let's, let's actually do like a deeper dive into, so the first episode we'll go through, we have, uh, Vanessa Vanji Mateo goes home. What, what, what were your thoughts on her and that episode, the first episode and, and whatnot, if you can remember. Yeah, so from the Meet the Queens, I wasn't super into Miss Vanjie. Mm-hmm. And in the first episode, I when she went, I didn't have really a reaction to it, thinking like, okay, like just one of the another one that you're just gonna hear the name and be like, Oh, okay, yeah, I kinda remember them. Mm-hmm. But the legacy of Vanjie's like lived on more than I could have thought. The Isn't fact that, that even the show itself was aware of that mm-hmm. and has included a Miss Vanjie moment in every episode is kind of bonkers to me. Like they knew that that exit was going to just be huge. Well, you know that uh, some of the queens, or at least one of the queens, has talked about how it, that the moment was actually a lot weirder than we saw. So that she actually mm-hmm. like walked to the front of the runway 
and it was much longer and like walked backwards and was saying Miss Vanjie over and over again. So like it was all burned in their minds much more. Of a, it was much more of a moment than we saw. And, okay. Oh, and, that's a, that's yeah. even better. Yeah, I think I think it was actually more cracked out crazy than we saw. Okay. And so uh, uh, so that was that. And you know, mm-hmm. I came down a little bit. I thought that. Um, uh, Rue and Michelle. Well, okay, I don't want to get into that argument. I've talked about this too many times on this show. But then, mm-hmm. so then there was a Rue and Michelle laughing, blah blah blah, and then it's come up. Yeah. And so, I, obviously, in the edit, they 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 have the footage and they go, like, "Oh, we have to really focus on this because this comes up all the time on the show." Yeah, and so it, the, yeah, it became a thing. It's sort of it's sort of her. It, it you know what's funny? It's it's made her probably one of the most mem- like. Do you even remember Calorie Kardashian Williams? Anything about her? There was like a screenshot of her in my mind of her throwing up cash and doing the splits during yes. the lip sync. Yeah. Um, in the first episode. But other than that, I couldn't tell you like a memorable line or a moment or anything. So not really. Uh so you have nothing to say really, but yeah, Calorie Kardashian poor Calorie Kardashian William, because Vanessa Vanjie Mateo has just overshadowed her. Um yeah. and then let, 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 we're gonna test our collective memory. So we have Vanessa, then Calorie. Do you know who goes next? I actually do know. Oh, was it? Um, it was in New York. Oh, was it Dusty Ray Bottoms? No, it was Yuha Hamasaki. Oh, right. Yeah, Yuha. Okay. Did, did you have any big yeah. thoughts on Yuha Hamasaki and like and and your thoughts on? Because you know, we you, you've you've missed the deep dives that you've not been able to do on After Buzz TV. Everyone, yeah. by the way, in the chat room, uh, we have uh, After Buzz TV's Jay Ellis, who is not on this season. Right, he's a sub. He's, he's the permanent sub right now because he's too busy with his cool life. Okay, mm-hmm. but hi everybody. <laughs> yeah, um, hi everybody. Yeah, so everyone says hi. Oh. Joe or two zero six has oh hey Jay. So <laughs> oh hey, <laughs> hey Joe or two zero six. I just want to give your list. <laughs> Jay Ellis. Jay Ellis. Oh yeah. Like, like, oh, wait, we have to touch on something. So you texted me right when the show started. Yeah. Um, and you said, people are saying that I look like um, Cameron Michaels. Now, I don't think you really look like Cameron Michaels, but no. bitch, I'm going to tell you something. You guys, the sound of your voice is very similar. You guys yeah. sound a lot alike. I've gotten that. And um, do you remember <laughs> the the marvelous production that was Finding Prince Charming? Oh, yes. <laughs> I've gotten I see I feel like them two look more alike than I look like either of them, but I think that people see kind of a white guy with a long face. And who, they who go, the, Oh, who's the other you person? You guys look alike. About? Yeah. Like Robert? Robert Sepulveda, yeah. I got <gasps> tweets and stuff and I would be it, with Cameron Michaels too. I think they just see the the like a longer face and they associate us. But I do understand the voice. I've heard that. Um, as well. Yeah, the voice is very, very, very similar. Okay, so just to recap for yeah. pe- all the people joining, it's, it's we're doing Rulaska Thoughts right now with AfterBuzz TV's Jay Ellis. And right now, because this episode wasn't usually Jay, now I know you you actually do listen to these shows, don't you? But I do. Yeah. Rulaska Thoughts is usually where we do a deep dive into a topic from the episode. But in this most recent episode, what was, oh, the show was, let's actually talk about it. It was the Bossy Rossi show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and on it, and this week, um, who went home this week? Oh, Mayhem Miller. We were just talking about that. Now, I have a yeah. question for you. So one of the things that I noticed on Mayhem throughout the season, she may be nice, but it seemed like she kind of gave up early on. Didn't you get that sense that she sort of – the show wasn't what it, she it was going to be? It almost felt like she was like kind of coasting, like she was okay with not – 
throwing everything kind of at the wall, which I think kind of in the first few episodes, you really have to define yourself and really say like, I want to be here. I want to be here. I want to like, I feel like with Monique Hart, you know, you feel that drive coming through the TV. Mm-hmm. And even with, with Monet exchange this episode, she was like, I, she, you could tell that she was just down for even being in the bottom. Like there was just that it was a kick in the ass for her. Yeah. And, but, but mayhem didn't seem, and you could tell, you know, these girls, all respect they already knew of mayhem she was already famous in the drag world mm-hmm. and yeah. they, there was a, i think there was a little bit of a we'll find out next week when they walk in the room but uh oh wait the previews already come. have you watched the preview for this week i'm trying to remember what it what they, was the challenge the mini challenge that usually helps me yeah the mini challenge was um sitting on a secret and the girl had to sit on something they didn't know what it was oh god oh no i haven't seen that then no you, what the one little um thing you should watch out for is the very end of the preview when they go to commercial. It's, you know, they always have Rue's laugh with the, over the motorcycle. Oh, yeah. They, this week they have Monique's laugh. Really? On the preview, yeah. It's a little, little nice little editing touch there. But anyway... Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, so so Mayhem Miller... But what did you think of her looks? Joe or 206 said her looks, though. I know you're a friend of hers, but did, did you think she was... Well, you know, before you say anything... Mm-hmm. I do think, and I, you should chime in on this. I feel that I'm not saying that Mayhem shouldn't have gone home. I'm not saying anything. I'm not making an opinion. But I feel that they did her wrong on this episode. One, I don't think she should have been in the bottom. Agreed. I think she was very middle of the road, safe. And mm-hmm. also, I thought I liked her look in that it was more out of the box and just blue denim with diamonds. But what was your take? Yeah, well, I actually listened to you and Taylor talking about how we just have to take it for her word because it didn't look like denim, that pink. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't look like denim. It didn't read denim. Um, but I'm taking it from her word that it was. And I thought that it was nice that she kind of stepped out of the, the box and used that color. I don't know if the hat she said I knew I shouldn't have worn a hat. I don't know if that was really the distinguishing factor. But I thought the taste level was there. Like the the dress length was appropriate. The wig was right, and I, I didn't think – I think she met the challenge. Yeah, and also, I don't know. I didn't think it was bad. Yeah, and the maxi challenge, she was fine. I, I agreed. I mean, for as far as improv goes, uh, Miss Cracker was really helping – because it is all about, like, teamwork, and she didn't deny anything. She was playing along the whole time. I thought that she did a good job with it. And what do you think of this Miss Cracker? I'm, I'm really into her. I think she's, like, so – the the hype for her was like real when the season started, and I understand mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. I understand where people are coming from because Miss Cracker is delivering. Mm-hmm. I no look. I mean, I, I know you're you're into her too, right? I'm into her. I'm telling you, I laughed, and I never laugh at these things. When I don't know why I keep saying this joke over and over again. I don't know when she said <laughs> the pickle. Yeah, I am actually mm-hmm. a pickle, and just the the it's dead the timing, deli- it's the yes. delivery, it's everything. I mean, she just knows comedy. Like I think that there's an understanding of. A delivery of a line which can make or break that read if you if you had anybody else say it it may not have been funny but with miss cracker she knew where to pause and just that kind of the there's like a term for it where you just kind of keep a level you kind of threw she threw it away she mm-hmm. just kind of threw away the line a little bit it now, was good now ear wyvern in the chat room says part of me thinks mayhem wasn't in for the drama i feel like she checked out when it wasn't in the old format but instead was focused on the hyper drama I don't know if I necessarily mm-hmm. understand that. Do you, get, do you get what she's saying here? I think what they're saying is, so she wanted a clean, clear workroom. So with Eureka and May, with uh, Eureka and Vixen, Mayhem was the first one to say, like, step in and say, how can we fix this? I don't think that she wanted the show, like, quote unquote, to be 
nasty or dirty. Like she wanted a sisterhood. Mm -hmm. And with Mayhem, I kind of feel that she was the first one to extend. I know you guys were saying that Eureka was kind of extending the olive branch, but I think without uh, Mayhem to to bridge Uh, that gap, it wouldn't have happened. She's being the peacemaker. Exactly. I think she was kind of running the running the show. Which is funny because she's friends. But you know what? I have I've, I've had friends like this. Have you ever had a friend who's the nicest person in the world, but they have the worst friends? You know, but that's because <laughs> I feel very. Yeah. Are you talking about me? No, but I don't know. I don't know. I, no, I've never met any of your other friends. I only know you I know. and I, your boyfriend. Yeah, you met Paul, and he he really did a number on John. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is just John. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Anyway, the point is yeah. that, like, m- my friend Jonathan, who we're not friends anymore because someone had a drug problem. Um, but he was he – was, yeah. Uh, a very, 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 very nice person, but had the worst friends. And I kind of feel like the, these horrible people latch on to really nice people because the, the nice people are so nice that they're the only ones that will be friends with them. Because, mm-hmm. I, I, like, you say that, and I, I do get the sense that Mayhem is a very nice person, but look who she's friends with. Morgan, who's a mess. I mean, Morgan and Raven? Raven. Uh, Detox. Yeah. And I think she's also The sweetest with, bitches you'll ever meet. And Delta? <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. Like these people are not known for being like the nicest people. So on TV, that's the difference, though. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. So it's t- so it's so hard because I I've met these. I, I've worked with them in bars. I I've helped them. So tell like when I them. was at Redline, mm-hmm. Morgan was a standard who would come in and she did. She ran Kylie Minogue nights and she kills as Kylie Minogue. If anybody ever sees her as that. And really but, quickly, really quickly, Redline is a gay bar in downtown LA. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Really great uh, dance bar. If you ever want to go. Um, anyway, I mean, these people, they, they know their persona on TV and they're that likable. I'm trying to think of a comparison of what we've seen. I mean, even Eureka kind of has stepped out of it where she kind of was getting that villain. She wasn't getting the, the edit to her on season nine was so different than people chose or Aja Aja might even be a better example where Mm -hmm. season nine people were like Aja okay or at least I was kind of like that and then all stars you're like oh she's aggressively reading like the competition but it's in a fun way and I think that that's kind of a Morgan or a Raven thing to do Mm -hmm. where they're I don't know they're they're really nice outside of the show and I think even on the show if you really I I know you've gone back and rewatched them if you know them how they are like in their in like say Raven on the Tudor boot like the fashion review you kind of look at her in a different lens and you're like, oh, damn, she like really should have won. And I see the attitude and the personality now. Well, I would say about Morgan, um, you know, when we were doing the red carpet for the finale, Jay was in the red carpet, but you were in the you were on the TV, uh, the on the what do they call the camera side? I don't know what they call that part. It, it's just the carpet. Yeah. And I was or like, yeah, I was in the corner <laughs> with, with like the trash can. You like sneak through. There was a hole in the fence that Joe climbed through. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Oh, there!" Because it, it, I really was between Hey Queen and then Wow's own. Which you think Wow would put Morgan on the red carpet, but they didn't. They had. It, I, I have was, a theory. I mean, I think. Sorry to cut you no, off, but you had a better spot than we did because we it, all the outlets were smashed together. Because the carpet, let's be real, was about a fourteen foot <laughs> like fruit roll up, and you had a, like a whole space, like a like whole a, landing like zone where queens would go, foot, like they yeah. exited to you, so you could catch them. Oh, and I have Valentina tea after if you. Oh yeah, oh, we have so many things. Yeah. Well, okay, real quick, I want to go back to something that we were talking about. Yuha and uh, Dusty Ray. I didn't really care. I, they were they could go. I I didn't really like Dusty's drag, and Yuha was not a great 
competitor in my eyes. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to tie up that loose end. I'm writing down things over here. Okay. So for Valentina, mm-hmm. when we were on the carpet that day, mm-hmm. I don't know if I told you this already, but she, you know how each of the Queens had like a little assistant, like from production that was kind of holding yeah. their trainer, just kind of mm-hmm. walking through all the outlets. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Okay, so yeah, yeah, no, they, 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 would, they, and they would come to you and they're like, "Okay, she only has time for three questions," and then yeah, yeah, okay, never mind. Go ahead. Okay, so they were off camera. So if you ever watch any interviews, you might just see like a person hovering. Well, Valentina had just hit the carpet. This is for the season nine finale, mm-hmm. and she had her assistant. And after two outlets who had asked her, because I overheard the questions that they were asking, mm-hmm. obviously like about the mask and how she was feeling when she went home, she turned to her assistant she goes i don't want to be here anymore and so the assistant remember how you couldn't get valentina because she was there she was like and a gone beeline. In a yeah she, she was just like it was so everyone there was a big line but there was separate there was like a t- well look you're making fun of me it was so hot that day and the camera people were under this huge like pop-up tent and then i was in the blazing sun like back like i was in mexico trying to come over and <laughs> They didn't give you a Perrier and like a no. little fan. I was I was in between uh, Ross Dress for Less from Hey Queen. <laughs> oh, and, Ross, yeah, yeah, and um, Morgan McMichaels, who they're drag, they're melting in the sun. Anyway, right. So what would happen is you would leave the camera side, and then they they they'd run them by the audio side. But but, but then what's funny is Morgan and and Ross were doing um camera stuff. Who knows? Anyway, so they bring them by us, right? But once. With Valentina, she just went boop and just like left the camera. So I went back in the theater. We never even got to see Valentina. Yeah. So that was, that's my little tea that I have about that is that she didn't like the questions that were being asked. And instead of like preparing a little statement or like a fun, witty thing for each outlet, she just kind of goes, I don't want to be here and was like, <laughs> whoop, gone. Yeah. She, she's kind Bam. of. Bam. <laughs> yeah. <we> all, <laughs> you can't be on the spot like that. Okay. She was like, Bam! <laughs> and then she was gone. And then and then and then Jane you know was, what the, Oh, and if you watch my videos, I'm right next to Manila, so that other drop would be perfect for I see Manila. Oh, oh yeah, hold on. And you were like, "Hi Manila." <laughs> I just saw Manila, girl. And then I was just like, "All right, public school, calm down." <laughs> That's how I was with There's I I, <laughs> I really could listen to it all day. I, know, I should do like a whole clip show where all I do is just play clips and we talk about each clip. Like, oh, well, come on, Teletubby, teleport us to Mars. <laughs> that is a great one. I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you have it already, but the Fifi line about Party City and Sharon, like that could have been a good one. Go back to Party City where you belong. <laughs> exactly. Um, which is where I'm standing girl. right now. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So sorry, I cut you off. You had a thought about Morgan. Were you going to say something about her personality or her style well, or anything? I mean, I mean, I'd While on the carpet? To, I'd go back to my question. By the way, what you guys are hearing right now is well, I don't have a soundboard when I went with Jay. But we go on like 7 million tangents when we're talking. So just you have to bear with us. This is the way we talk. And then we go back and we go back and forth in the tangents. But are they not happy that we're not talking about the no, show? No one's saying anything. Uh, oh, Johnny Porter wants to um, uh, say uh, he wants to have the request for a clip. You know, which it, it's a good clip. Here we go. Uh, it's right here. Oops. Oh, maybe it's, not, maybe it's this one. Your tone seems very pointed right now. <laughs> Yeah, um, I use that. Willem is a staple in my of me talking to people. Oh, what's another Willem? I don't. That's the only Willem line I think I have. Oh no, just that clip. Like that's oh. one that I I use in a lot of texts, and I send that meme a lot to people. Where 
<laughs> if we're trying to figure out where to go to dinner and there we're trying to decide it's your tone seems very pointed right now anyway uh, back to so what i was going to ask you is because you've actually you actually know morgan personally she just yeah. seems I, I i don't get the sense that she's mean i get the sense that she's very standoffish and hard to get to know and cold maybe Okay. This is just from yeah. stand, this is from standing neck. I mean, I was five feet from her, and there's obviously a lot of downtime where we're just standing there next mm-hmm. to each other. And Ross would talk to me, um, but she would just not that she was mean. It just felt like I was going to have to make the the effort to talk to her, and I just didn't have anything yeah. to say to her. So I feel if I remember correctly from that day, she had to go. Uh, wow was having her do that. And then they were flying her internationally somewhere. So she was she was taking a plane and drag, if I remember correctly. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. I remember talking to her after and she's like, I, I cannot I can't stop. I have to they, they have a car waiting for me. I'm going to the airport. I'm like, oh, OK. So okay, that- it may have just been something going on. I, I'm not making excuses for anybody, but I think that they're lovely. And I think that they. Uh, her raven all the like detox I've, detox is fantastic to talk to and all these people just appreciate what the show has done for their careers i was uh i remember i was online one time and uh, i was at my parents house and she lives sort of by my parents house sort of and she went on twitter and was like i need to get to west hollywood will someone give me anyone just give me a ride and yeah she, she had some sort of like weird promise with it like i'll buy you a drink or something right and i was mm-hmm. like that might be kind of interesting that i give I, I considered it to give morgan a ride like you're in the car with her for an hour, you know? Yeah. Um, and I guess I would have gotten, but I was like, Meh. like that's the thing is because people will often say, "Do you want to interview these drag queens?" And then I know you mm-hmm. like interviewing them, but yeah. you should be on my new. Did I tell you about my new show idea I have? I don't think so. Maybe. What is it? It's called My Favorite Episode, and we get on famous people, you know, or drag queens. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they're famous too. <laughs> Shady. And they tell okay. they talk about their favorite RuPaul's Drag Race episode. Something like a Jerry mm. O'Connell or like an Andrew Garfield. But also like Alaska. Even though I say Alaska is because she's the go-to famous drag queen. But like I think she'd actually be really boring. Uh, she did an episode of Nancy uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. And she's I, – I, I'm a huge Alaska fan. I'm really happy that she won All Stars 2. And I find her charming and endearing. And I think she's very influential for like drag. Um, I think she'd be a, a good interview, and I think she appreciates like what the show did for her. So I think she'd be happy to talk about it. You know what's funny is I actually think she'd be good on that episode because I think I think she's uncomfortable. <laughs> you totally just flip flop. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not flip flop. I'm actually really thinking this okay. out, and I'm making the same point. I think uh-huh. she's uncomfortably boring when she's talking about herself. I don't. And I, I, I talked about this when, uh, last night on the after show. I talked about how I think what the problem with Alaska is they, there's nothing really to talk about the character of Alaska about. But mm-hmm. and she's very very guarded and she's just not going to talk as Justin, you know. Right. And so I think this is a case where she would talk as Justin because she ultimately nerds out about drag and the show. So if it's something safe where she's just nerding out about an episode she's not on, it's her favorite episode, and she yeah. can nerd out about drag and the show. She's she'd be much more comfortable if that makes any right. sense. Yeah, so, that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll make the reach out. We'll do that anyway. Um. So, 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 so far, I, I, I want to come through some of the more popular queens. Like, for instance, the people who are still on the show. What have been your thoughts? Like, obviously, I wouldn't say, like, they've been far more. Like, she's no Valentina, right? But mm-hmm. what have you been your thoughts on Aquaria? Like, I see, I feel she's, they're, they're trying to make her the Valentina. Not trying to make her the Valentina, but she's, she's the one that everyone 
everyone asks about a little bit, the closest thing yeah. to it. So what has been your take on Aquaria? Aquaria, I didn't really have too strong of a feeling either way when she first came out. I knew that she that her falling was huge and that she had a name kind of to back that, mm-hmm. like kind of an insta-famous kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually very impressed with her. I don't know if it fit the challenge so much, but I was impressed with her looks mm-hmm. for the ball. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I don't generally, just because I like my drag queens kind of more campy and like a Miss Kasha Davis or Darian Lake where they have the, the puns and the the extravagant like sequins, like lovely gowns, beautiful gowns, mm-hmm. <laughs> like kind of thing yeah. where they're, they're fun. And like, if you go to their show, you know that you're going to get a show. Um, if they're emceeing or if they're hosting, like they're just fun to watch mm-hmm. or like a Laganja where they're dancing and they're putting on some kind of crazy show. Mm-hmm. But with Aquaria, I don't know if I would go to a show and what to expect. Yeah. Besides what I've seen online, but I wasn't, I've been so far like happy. I thought that this improv challenge, I, I really thought she was going to flounder. Yeah. With especially being paired up with Eureka, I was thought it was going to be like a voice, just one voice booming, and Aquaria was going to shrink down. Mm-hmm. But they did, they did a good job. Well, you know what they did that was smart, and and, and for for the record, Jay and I've talked about this. Jay, you've taken improv classes, so you know this. Is mm-hmm. yes, it, and I have. That's <laughs> <laughs> so um, stupid. <laughs> um, the problem is not the problem. The good thing that they did was. And I don't know if this was intentional or how they did it. They they made a character that was true to Aquaria. And that was a very mm-hmm. smart move. She wasn't like Ms. Cracker had the improv skills to play a different character, but Aquaria is not really an actress. So they made a character that was really just a baby version of Aquaria. Which right. I thought was really smart. So it played up her strengths, you know? And look, here's a deal. And we talked about this in the show. And the, the show doesn't talk about it this much, but she has a huge force behind her with. Sharon being her drag mother, and Alaska's a big fan, and Kim's a big fan, and every Adore's a huge fan. They've all been big fans of her since she was 14. And so I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of coaching going on. Girl, when you go on, this is how you do it, you know? And, yeah. And um, I, because, like, for instance, because, you know, there were these big rumors that she was a huge mess behind the scenes on the show. Now, maybe we've yet to see that. Who knows, right? But yeah. so far, she's done a really good job of hiding that. I mean, there was that whole, look, what did you think? For instance, let's, and let's go to, to Untucked and whatnot. What did you think of the whole? Okay, so we'll, let's actually go to it. So we, we have your Aquaria thoughts. What are your thoughts on the Vixen? Because it's going to go to the next topic anyway. <clears throat> the Vixen I'm having a tough time with because I haven't seen drag that has backed up the amount of kind of shit talk that she brings to the competition where... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I've never seen a villain crowned. And if you are going to go into the show and know that like her, I mean, her opening line told us everything that we need to know. Like I came here to fight. Mm-hmm. I don't think that she has, un- everything she's done has been intentional. And I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, my thoughts about Vixen are, haven't been great. I haven't really loved anything that she's done mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm open to it. I'm willing to like, to, to, to see more, I guess. But uh, overall, Vixen's not been my favorite. What's weird is, again, like I was saying that Aquarius clearly been coached on how to behave. I don't feel Vixen got that coaching or she didn't listen because she's really tight with Shay. And I don't, I feel Shay was much more mellow on the show. Yeah. <clears throat> not to say yeah, that. Shay never really had, Shay had, uh, had like looks and backs. And I feel like if you look back at the reunion, Shay mm-hmm. kind of showed a little bit more of a fight. But I think that on the show aspect of it, Shay was doing a great job at writing the balance between 
kind of serving the looks and performing well in the challenges. Well, that's what's so and Vixen funny. so far has been kind of like just middle of the road for me where if you're going to be talking such high game, you better, you better back it up with some kick-ass drag. Well, that's what's so funny about, you know, going back to season nine is they taped the reunion the day after they taped the finale. So while mm-hmm. they're pretending like the finale hasn't happened yet, Shay already knows she's gone. And right. you can tell now she's fucking pissed. And now, <laughs> yeah. oh, you know what? There's no chance of me losing now or winning now. So I'm going all in. And I kind of do think that Shay has a lot more vixen in her than we know because she can get like that on social media. She can, she mm-hmm. can, she can fight on social media. Anyway, so we got your thoughts on the vixen. So what was your take on the whole vixen Aquaria feud? It seemed, as far as that fight goes, not to get, I, it seemed like Aquaria was calling her out for not wearing her wig or the, the wig was somebody else's. And if it's going to be your best drag, mm-hmm. that it should be everything that you provided or thought that you would look good in, mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody saying like, if you'd like this, you can have it. Mm-hmm. So I understand that aspect of the fight. I understand where Vixen comes from too, about the show and how they're going to, per- how they're going to show that um, fight coming off, like how she's worried about her image and how it's going to be portrayed. So I understand both sides of the fight. I think that it should have just been dropped immediately. I don't I don't know how they've made it into I mean, didn't it span over two or three episodes that same fight? And Vixen just won't let it go. To be the bigger person and to let it drop would be a better personality trait for her if she wanted to get over that. If she didn't want the show to have that access to that mm-hmm. kind of footage, you don't mm-hmm. give it to them. Yeah, that's been sort of the mistake that she made. You're right. So you're right. She, so she, you're, that's a very good point. She made a very salient point, which is funny because you've noticed it. If you see the preview, it happened again in the preview this week. This cast is so comfortable breaking the fourth wall yeah. that and talking about a world outside of drag race. I mean, outside of the room. So Vixen commenting on that. You're right. She made a salient point. Like, you're right. It's going to come off as a a mean black girl beating up on a poor white girl. But what you're making a good point, though, is Vixen already failed because she gave them the oxygen. She gave the the argument the oxygen it needed for it to be a moment. Vixen didn't have to make mm-hmm. it a moment. So you're right. So in a weird kind of way, because I've said this in the show and I still hold true. And, I, and when you were talking, I was thinking this is... Vixen may have actually been effective because it's actually, I feel Aquaria was kind of mean girl and then Vixen slapped her down and I feel she's uh-huh. been a lot nicer since that fight, or at least she's been portrayed that way. So Aquaria or the Vixen? Aquaria. Right. I feel yeah. Aquaria was kind of cunty and mean girly and then she got slapped down and I feel she's been a lot softer. Again, it could be the show editing it that way because they're trying to portray her in a certain light but that's that's mm-hmm. sort of been the sense i've gotten now with vixen though they give her that energy now what did you think about the fight between vixen and eureka that one was a little bit more confusing because i think eureka came in with it, the whole you're just a craftier queen mm-hmm. i don't know how that really ignited the fight that it did yeah but it it just set off a trigger something happened and with that one i thought the vixen I guess had an opinion about what they thought about what she thought Eureka was going to be. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that fight seemed to fizzle real quick too, once they just addressed it, but then it just seems to carry on. So I think Taylor said it best in the, the past episode that you guys were talking about, or maybe you, you guys had made a point that when they had the, the mirror moment with mayhem and they like mayhem was kind of being peacemaker. They, the Vixen could have easily said, let's just drop it. Like, 
you're right. And but she, instead, she goes, "Well, I don't know how I feel about it yet." Like you could tell that she's still just kind of harboring those emotions and that, those feelings. And I get it. That's kind of how I am too. If I feel like I'm wrong by somebody, it's it's really hard to get back into my good graces because I always have like that one eye on you, mm-hmm. and just I don't want to accept that we're in a good place anymore. But um, I don't know. It just seems like she's there to make reality TV and not the competition. But but what's funny in, in any other reality show? Any other reality show that is a good that's that's a good strategy. To take. Yeah, yeah. If you're on Amazing Race or if you're on Survivor, you're going to go back to your life in the insurance agency. You're going to go back to your life selling real estate. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you're the villain. It seems to be with this show though. That's not a good uh, trait to demonstrate because look, let's look at other villains. They haven't necessarily worked as much as the ones who are the uh, the, the nice queens. Right. Mm-hmm. You made that point. I, I think you made that about Roxy and Fifi. Mm-hmm. Who and it's true. Who I've never, I wouldn't go out of my way just based on, I don't know them in person. I've never interviewed them. <laughs> and I just don't know anything of them based off anything but the show. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to see them because of the attitude. And I, I didn't see anything special where I was like, oh, I need to see them because of that show stopping moment on the show. Yeah. Like, cause Roxy, I think does well, but she only, she never leaves Florida or that area. Florida. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the other queens, you know, they do very, very well. But, you know, the show is, and I, I, I'm very curious to see how this turns out. What we're starting to see as the show ages. <laughs> I hold up my little opera glasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like RuPaul. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm very interested to see how this plays out. Is it Because the show's been on long enough for us to see this. Is the show seems to have now, the queens seem to have a shorter and shorter shelf life. So they have this big burst of excitement around them and then they get a lot of work but then it doesn't seem to be lasting even and as we get farther and farther away from the season i think it's even getting harder for those queens to work what i mean is like for instance sharon needles was on uh, sirius xm radio entertainment weekly radio channel 105 one-on-one with larry flick and mm-hmm. she was talking to larry and saying that look the further we get from season four the harder it is for her to get she's doing fine but it, she needs she needs that like drag race pump. One of the things VH1 could do, and I don't know why they haven't done this yet, is put the shows back on fucking uh, Hulu or Netflix or some a, a platform so people can go back and watch these prior seasons. It must be yeah. a, it must be a rights issue. But fucking VH1 just dish that money out, girl. It's gonna help your show. It, it, what's weird is I feel like I had like a fever dream and this happened, but they had RuPaul's Drag Race back on Netflix for two nights and then it was pulled. Oh really? Yeah, because I was home and then I was going on a flight and I downloaded season two. Oh wait, where did you so go? That it was like, what's that? Where did you? Where were you going? Oh, I had to. I traveled to Mexico and to uh, Nashville. Well, for a you bit. know that um, RuPaul's Drag Race is on uh, Netflix internationally. So if you're in Mexico, you can get it on Netflix. But I got them in LA. Oh, I think. Okay, I think. Maybe I'm wrong, and that's what I'm thinking is because the same thing happened with the movie Annihilation with Natalie Portman. I was like, how is this on Netflix already? <laughs> and then I flew into Nashville, and it was gone. <laughs> so yeah. maybe that's what it – okay, so I'm just going to stop talking because maybe I did it in Mexico, and I'm yeah. my getting adopted, my timeline mixed up. My adopted son Armando, uh, he goes to Mexico with his girlfriend all the time, and they uh, watch RuPaul's Drag Race on Netflix over there. <laughs> This, and he's the one who calls it f- football, or he has like a code name. Drag, no, he calls it like uh, NASCAR. NASCAR, that's what it is. Yeah, and okay. then he gives them all boy names. Um, <laughs> okay. So, like, some of them don't need, it. like, for instance, um, like Mayhem that works. He'll use the first name, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. 
and then Vixen, that's easy. You know, Yuha is gender neutral. Uh I, I don't think I don't think he's talking about. I think Vanji like he 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 finds a gender neutral. There's one that's really funny that he changed it to. I can't remember what it was, <laughs> but there's one that like he totally changed it like Buddy or something like that. So <laughs> yeah. um, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. it's a uh, Blair Blair Sinclair. Oh, well, I guess Blair is kind of. What is ambiguous. your take on Blair Sinclair? I'm impressed. Oh really? I'm impressed. I think that for such a young and this is so like dumb because you're just giving accolades to somebody for being like studied and stuff, Mm -hmm. but for her to know references and when she called her drag, I mean, she made the comparison of her drag to references that I didn't even know. It's impressive to me that she has the wherewithal to go and study different styles of, I guess, women in history and kind Mm -hmm. of base her drag off of them. I think that her performances have been great so far. I think about her in the chocolate challenge. I thought she did it like a great job there. Mm -hmm. And, um, her looks, I think, were are good. This last one, I agreed with you. I thought her wig was fine, but the the fifteen pairs of jeans, like torn up, was just okay. But overall, I think that she's been like doing a good job. I'll be honest with you, I wasn't a big fan of just this denim and diamonds challenge at all. Yeah, you you guys are saying that, and I kind of agree. It's a weird, like, it's a weird uh, runway, and it, it got very all blue. Like everything was. Very blue, and everybody wanted to out-country one another. So, what did you think of the Shania Twain? Say that one more time. What did you think of the Shania Twain? (laughs) Man, (laughs) she's not a good woman. I feel like awkward. (laughs) Yeah, I feel. (laughs) I feel like I shouldn't be here. It was. She wasn't a great judge. I. I do like. I didn't realize I liked that song until I heard it on Drag Race and had like a fun lip sync to wait, go along with it. Weren't you there? But at, she wait, she on, didn't have on. a very good time. Weren't you there at Bar One O? Is that what it was called? Bar One O Seven when they were closing night, and I did. Man, I feel like a woman at the karaoke night in front of the. No. Oh, I gotta find the video. It exists somewhere. It was like this. This there was this downtown LA bar that was closing. They had a huge party, and to close it out, they had like a karaoke contest with yeah. judges. And it was packed, and I I sang "Man, I Feel Like a Woman," and I was and winning. I was winning until some guy went up there and did um, what's that Bonnie Tyler song that um, "Boots Are Made for Walking"? No, Bonnie Tyler. Hold on, I go. <laughs> I don't know who that is. The one that goes <laughs> "Turn Around, Never Knowing." Oh, yeah, Turn Around. Whatever that song yeah. is called, he sang that, but in the big instrumental part. He took a swig of alcohol and then took a lighter and blew a big ball of fire. What? <laughs> yeah. And then Did he, he come from like Cirque du Soleil? I don't know where. You know, it's L.A. Weird ass shit like that all the time. You know? <laughs> he like pulls out a sword and starts to swallow it. It's yeah. Like... And then I lost. But then I thought it was going to be some big prize. I was like, oh, I lost out on this big prize. And it was like <sighs> a bottle of Jack Daniels or something. That. I was like, oh. He had more gimmicks than Monet Exchange. <laughs> yeah. Haley's mom, by the way, says in the chat room, it's total eclipse of the heart. Was the song? Oh, he was there it is. Yeah. Yep, I knew that. So, uh, yeah. So, who? Now, let's talk. Let's go down the line here. Asia O'Hara. What? What are your thoughts on oh, her? Well, uh, before I had a yeah. question for no, you. Were you a fan of these '90s talk shows like Sally Jesse Raphael or like Geraldo? Like, did you watch them? You know what's funny is I never really got into them. I mean, I knew Sally Jesse Raphael was a person. You know, uh, someone. Uh, uh, 
husband from another dimension, Alex Lefebvre, and I were talking last night after the show. That's right, everybody. I talked to him outside of the show. Fuck you. All right? <laughs> He's my husband. Leave me alone. Anyway, <laughs> Alex Lefebvre and I were talking after the show. And he was telling me that Sally Jesse Raphael is a gigantic, gigantic RuPaul's Drag Race fan. Really? Yeah, he thinks he, she'd be willing to come on my favorite episode. Now she hit her wow. up. So I might actually... Uh, but uh, not the actual show where they're parodying her? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was... But the show will do weird things like that where they won't have that person on there. And then they have the most random-ass person on there. For, and yeah. they'll have that person... And then they'll have Sally Jesse Raphael in two episodes on the gymnastics challenge. And you're like, <laughs> right. why didn't you have her yeah. on the talk show challenge? It's so weird. You know? Yeah. It, it is weird that they wouldn't pull, like, a her or... Um, just anybody who like a Jerry Springer or like a, even a Connie Chung who's married to Maury, like yeah. just somebody who's in that world to be a judge for this one, as opposed to like a Shania Twain. Yeah. You, you, well, you know, what's, what's Sally Jesse Raphael doing? Exactly. Yeah. Like, or what, who was that other one? Lisa Gibbons. Was she, oh, she was yeah. a big nineties one. Lisa Gibbons. I remember I was interviewing John Stewart in college. Then we had the John oh, Stewart show. Paramount. I love John Stewart. Yeah. yeah. And he, oh, I took Mercedes with me, and all he did was hit on Mercedes the whole time. Anyway, really? yeah. So um, we're there, and Lisa Gibbons walks through, and she just starts chatting with us. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I told that story. It's basically a name drop story. Now. I was, I was <laughs> in a room. Just, with, just yeah, I just wanted to say I was in the same room with Lisa Gibbons. Anyway, well, which, but the thing is, is that she's drop. done reality. Like she did The Apprentice, so I'm like, I know she does reality TV, or she's open to the idea of it. So it's just, and even Geraldo, he did. Apprentice as well, I believe. So these people mm-hmm. are doing it, and they, I think they would be game for a drag show. So well, should, I don't know. I think there's more relevant judges to have. Yeah, especially if you're a giant, a giant fan like Alex Lefebvre claims Sally Jesse Raphael is. I'm going to go on her Twitter right now. Next time you're doing a, one of your long speeches about one of the drag queens, I'm going to go <laughs> yeah. on Twitter and look up Sally Jesse Raphael and see if she's really that big of a of a of a. Um, <laughs> it's all just like it. memes and gifs of. <laughs> Or gifs, whatever you want to say, of yeah. uh, drag. No, race. I do not say gifs. Do not do that gif with me. I will not do that. It is fucking. I, okay, GIF. I thought you you no. seem like you maybe were a gif person no. because that's. I'll the... tell you why. It stands for graphic interchange format, right? And yeah. then, the, but everyone goes like, "But the guy who created it said that it's called gifs." I'm like, fuck him. He doesn't fucking get to define English because he invented this shit, right? Yeah. It's it. it and it's almost like I like the gif that you gave me for my birthday <laughs> instead of gift. <laughs> But I'm going to start saying that, though, now that you said it to annoy <laughs> yeah. everybody. Um, okay, so we Asia O'Hara, you never answered that question. Asia O'Hara, I really like, I think she's going to go super far. I think she might be winner. Well, you know, I don't want to, you know, this is not the rumor mill, so I'm not going to comment on that. I know, you can't say anything. I haven't even, I haven't looked past the first initial thing that was released of the possible things that were, but it's been so wrong so far. Mm-hmm. The one that I looked at anyway. So I don't, I'm saying this as a true, I'm walking in blind. I think that she could potentially be the winner. If not, I'm, I'm going to call her top three. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I have to, I have to do this right now. I'm so sorry to do this to you right now. But, um, uh... breaking news. I've just looked at Sally Jesse Raphael's Twitter. Among the first two or three tweets is uh, one from Ross Matthews, a retweet saying, 
True story, when Drag Race producers asked me to do Bossy Rossi, I said yes immediately and asked if I could wear red Sally Jesse Raphael glasses. They said yes without hesitation. I had so much fun and have been dying for you all to see it. So fun and silly. The next, very next tweet is from Sally Jesse Raphael. And it says, I promise not to spoil Drag Race for the West Coast, so I'm really going to miss Eliminated Queen. And then, oh, and then a a retweet of uh, Cracker as Pippi Longstocking. This bitch... Then there's a Miss Vanshee uh, uh, tweet. This bitch loves RuPaul's Drag Race. Alex Lefebvre is right. I'm immediately going to tweet her after this and have her on the show. Look forward to a future Alaska thoughts with Sally Jesse Raphael. I'm not even That'd joking. Be, yeah, that it sounds very possible. That's I, awesome. She might be the new co-host. Taylor? <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Taylor the latte by unemployed. <laughs> That's from like Nightline or something, isn't it? I don't know. RuPaul's dragging me all the time. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, that's, Wait, hold that's on. exciting. So it's true. I like when I hear the rumors and then it ends up being true that, and she's just not retweeting things about her. She's actually, she knows oh, the yeah. show. It oh, like. she knows the show. She knows. I'm, I'm literally going to hit her up after this. We're done recording. So, right, um, awesome. Okay. So she does know the show, but what were we talking about before? Okay, so Asia Harris, Asia your Heron. thoughts? Uh, yeah, but you know what's funny with the rumor mill? I know you're not listening right now because you're trying to avoid rumors. Yep. But it it seems so. We knew mayhem. That was spot on. They got it right. But okay. in the in the in the prior four that they were switched. So on the according to the rumors, it was supposed to be Calorie, then Vanessa, then mm-hmm. Dusty, then Yuha. So those right. were switched uh, every two. And okay. uh, so we know who's supposed to go home next week. I'm not going to say who it is because not everyone here has signed up for spoilers. But um, I don't know. There's 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 a debate on how that's going to happen. You know, there's debate I, on how that's going to happen. Yeah, I think I think I know what you're talking about. But I don't I, again, I don't want to if it's people who are like me who may have an idea, but they don't know. I'm just it's so different watching the show and not covering it for After Buzz because I'm watching as a fan as opposed Mm -hmm. to for work kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not taking notes. I'm just enjoying the show. And it's very it's a very different experience. I would love, love, love to do that. Love it. I would love to do that. It's like you were saying this past episode. If I was in town, I then you could see it at a bar. Like, I think Mm -hmm. this would have been a really fun bar episode as opposed to just watching it alone. Can you imagine when Eureka walked out and you're at a packed precinct? And Eureka walks yeah, out in that baby I, Oh, no, it probably, it probably killed. I'm sure it was hilarious. Yeah. Or at this, uh, what's that Western bar in WeHo? Blazing Saddles? The Flaming Saddles. Uh, yeah, Flaming Saddles. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they do a big RuPaul's Drag Race thing. Someone hosts it, too. It's like someone, a, a former contestant, I think, hosts it. Really? Yeah, they're, they're, the setup there is fantastic. I'm, I don't really particularly love country music, but I love that setup of that bar. It's really nice. You don't like country music, huh? Not really. Hmm. And so, so okay. So my, so we we've gone through Asia. Have you have we have you talked about Eureka and your thoughts on Eureka? Eureka has not really. I mean, um, Eureka, she's doing well. She's performing. She's doing pretty good. I, I don't really have strong opinions yet about Eureka. I think she's done great the past two episodes. Mm-hmm. Like she she was the winner last week, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I, I agreed with that. I remember thinking, like, yeah, that that totally fits. Oh, it was the yeah, she was good. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't see her as a winner. 
Johnny Porter in the chat room said, not only am I dressed as Sally Jesse Raphael, I actually am Sally Jesse Raphael. That's funny. <laughs> nice. That's a good so, Miss Cracker line. So anyway. Um, but uh, Eureka, I mean, what have you, I mean, past season nine, if you knew you were coming back for the next season, when you get your ass in an improv class, you'd be learning how to sew impeccable outfits. Like, well, I Eureka think that already knew how to sew. Just that the preparation would have been there. But Eureka already knew how to sew. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just you would, I, I don't know. I feel like I'd learn new techniques. I'd get great wigs. Here's like everything I had would have been pristine. Here's the deal. This is where I'm actually been okay, but like she was making all that drag race coin knowing she was going to be back on the show. I would have just built up a war chest of money so that in those two weeks, I'm just hiring fucking Zaldi to make my goddamn yeah. outfit. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And uh, and then go just, just fucking show up just, just to slay. The first outfit, I think, sort of had that. But I think you're right. I haven't really seen that uh, since. Maybe there's more to come. Maybe they say the best for last. But let me, let's go now to the your, I don't want to say doppelganger. Stop. But Karen Michaels. <laughs> Who's that now? I haven't seen any. any oh, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> any, why are they doing that? Um, why are they hiding him? I've never seen anything like it because, um, here's what I'll say without doing any spoilers: is Cameron Michaels goes pretty far. Yeah. So they're gonna have to introduce a storyline at some point. Uh, um, they're gonna just. Sorry, Evan's texting me while we're talking, but but Patreon stuff. Um, they're gonna okay. have to, they're gonna have to think about some sort of storyline. Um, for her. Because right now there's nothing, but I just think partially is I think she's just a boring contestant. That's what I'm. I think so too because there just must be not very good talking heads because people are comparing comparing her to Sasha, like the yeah. And but I remember Sasha just being a voice in my head from episode one, like a talking head and introducing the challenges, explaining like the thought process, table visits. I mean, we haven't we've gotten. Barely, even like today or this last week where they were talking about the improv challenge, Cameron said maybe like five things and been like, no, that's not really a great idea. It's Don't just like we're not that. getting any of Cameron outside of drag mm-hmm. or in drag. Yeah, there's just not, and even when they have shown him, when they got go, hey, we have to show him, he's just bo- like, remember when Monet was talking to Cameron and he was like, I just, I don't know. It, uh, it, what? Uh, yeah. You know? So you're right. I think it's just a uh, not trained for the camera. So maybe uh, she'll get more comfortable once. Because we have to remember that it's been, what, five, four or five episodes? Mm-hmm. So that's 10 days. So maybe they'll um, maybe she'll get a little bit more loose in front of the cameras and kind of toward the end of the show, get a little bit more confident and start. Obviously, as more people get eliminated, they're going to have to go to more people to narrate the, the talking head portion. Yeah. Um but but and now how like we I think you and I talked about this when we weren't live. Uh, you know I was saying that you have had people say that you remind them of Cameron. I said vo- vocally it's it's very close. Mm-hmm. You guys you guys sound a lot alike. Would you ever what, what would you when you go to DragCon? Are you, are you going to mention this to this Cameron Michaels? I need to be there when you meet Cameron Michaels. Is what I'm trying to say. No. Because how awkward is that to – because what if – Oh, like, is it more awkward hey, than Cameron me, talking to Shania? You look like this celebrity and you're like, oh, thanks. Like nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, but it's more awkward than, than Cameron talking to Shania? <laughs> 
I used to dance and sing well, to you in my room. Well, he didn't say anything room. wrong. He didn't say anything wrong. The, produ- the producer, so Ru puts him on the spot, right? So he, I know. he says yeah. something. But this Janaya was so awkward about it. Yeah. She, she's so awkward. I don't think, I feel like she just isn't, she just did an episode of Broad City. And I don't know how, like, camera trained she even really is. I think once you take her out of her element, maybe she's just not comfortable. Well, you know that uh, Larry Flick, host of One on One with Larry Flick on Sirius XM Radio Entertainment Weekly Radio Channel 105, was saying on the air that he's interviewed her several times and she's just an uncomfortable, awkward person. Yeah, and I get that. I feel like there's people who just aren't built for interviews or talking. <laughs> or, t- <laughs> or existing. <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand why they're on the earth, but yeah, I guess there are some people that are just like that. <laughs> yeah, what people understand is like there are people who like like literally you and I have been talking for over an hour. Have we really? Yes. God, people, do people care? <laughs> Girl, the the chat room, the, the the chat room is packed with people listening to us talk about this. And are they caught up, or did they start from the beginning? No, they came in the middle. Like they're they're li- okay, so they're live with where, what we're talking about right now. Yeah, oh yeah, they're live. They're ten seconds behind. Okay, so is there any like questions or any opinions coming up that maybe we should hear about? No, you. I mean, girl, okay. they had, they had, they had, <laughs> are they Shania? They had, no, okay. they had you had chat rooms on um, on After Buzz. It's just a lot of like talking to each other. So like, there's a, a yeah. whole section where they're talking about the different talk show hosts that they liked. And oh, okay. Then, <laughs> yeah, and then um, <laughs> uh, oh wait. Uh, Haley Sklans does say, Jay, you have been a great guest, and I was here from the beginning. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much. But yeah, so I, I get it. Yeah, people just like to be able to talk about what they're enjoying together. So yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's happy a, that they're It's a the little bit of a room. community. Yeah. Now, Monet Exchange, any thoughts on her? I'm shocked that she's been in the bottom two twice in a row. Mm-hmm. I really, I mean, I know this comparison's been made, and I feel bad because she's kind of coming out of the shadow for or she's gonna have a hard time getting out of the shadow of a bob the drag queen mm-hmm. but man i like that initial when she walked into the workroom i loved that look the rosie the riveter mm-hmm. in the jumpsuit like i thought her padding was perfect mm-hmm. but i'm happy that she switched up the wig and um i i think she's gonna be a strong competitor i find her funny just in general mm-hmm. i don't really love that she's trying to make the sponge her purse mm-hmm. it's that's a bit oh. much for me but i think that she's gonna be a strong competitor you're right because of the – I wonder if, if – I'm, I'm sure she's friends with Bob too. They're both New York yeah. queens and Monet's famous for being funny in New York. Um, interesting. And I wonder if she was like, well, Bob had that purse. So I'm going to do the sponge. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, let's move on what happened. to another Mo, Monique Hart. Your thoughts on that? Love Monique Hart. I, oh, you I am kind of still bitter that she didn't win the first episode with the cards. Mm-hmm. Like making that headpiece or I guess hair out of the cards and then that skirt. I thought it was just a really like inventive and like a shape that we don't see very much. And for yeah. a design challenge, I thought that she nailed it. Mm-hmm. So I think that she's been kind of overlooked in the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, who who was she paired up with on this past one? It was Cameron, Mo- right? Monique was paired no. up with Ken. No, Monique was paired up Blair. with Blair. Yes, Monique. Yeah, and was they did the Vanjie Vanjie. Mm-hmm. I didn't find their skit all that fun or entertaining, but oh, really, I thought that. I mean, it's a, it was a hard premise. I think I'm going to chalk it down to that they didn't really have a good basis to base their characters or story off of because it's just really hard to live in a reality where you're both in love with a cactus that can't really talk back. Mm-hmm. And I, this is like improv, but they say don't introduce or have a third character that you're never going to hear from because they become more interesting than the two people in the scene. 
Well, that's and I don't what, not that. But yeah, go ahead. To, to kind of argue with you though is what I would say is that's what sort of made uh, Monique sort of what I think was good. Maybe drag Blair into mediocrity or, or kind of good is Monique was so good, and the way she interacted with the cactus. Mm-hmm. That Blair yeah, like had to pulling it toward her, yeah, and then having a conversation with it or whatnot. But then the, the cactus sort of became forgotten. And I think, I think, because up until the Vanjie moment, everyone talks about the Vanjie moment and afterwards. But actually, up until then, and even Ross comments it on the Talking Head segment, Monique was actually overshadowing Blair. Was so good, you know, yeah. and really bring it to the point where I thought that I, I wonder if Monique had improv training. Um, I, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that up until the point, I thought Blair was doing a good job at playing. Like, if you watch her face when Ross says, "Well, we have a surprise," like Blair, the the problem is sometimes people play the ending, like they mm-hmm. know that a, a foil's coming out to like ruin their plan. Mm-hmm. But if you watch Blair in that scene, I think I remember her smiling, like, "Oh, they they're going to surprise us with a vacation or something." And I think that she was just really in the moment, which is important for improv. Mm-hmm. I think there were she was listening, which I thought was good for Blair. And Monique, I thought, was letting everybody breathe and kind of have those moments. Um, okay. So uh, I wanted to address the chat room. Vodka Lover just popped in and she said, oh, crap. Is that Jay? Yes, it is, Vodka Lover. We have After Buzz TV permanent sub of the RuPaul's Drag Race. What's it called now? Rewind? Uh, Review? I don't even know. Re- re- reaction? I don't know. He's a permanent sub. And it's Jay which Ellis. honestly, it may happen where I don't even go in this whole season, but we'll see. Well, no, wasn't Jesse James D'Angelo? Is that his name? Uh, Jesse, yeah. Wasn't he the permanent he, sub? Have you supplanted him? No. I mean, it's there's a lot that went into it, but um, Ronnie and Oliver Why were willing all to. Why do the people who work at Afterbuzz sound like either they work at Afterbuzz or they're members of the cast of Grease? <laughs> Because we do double duty. That's what we do in our off time. We build cars and sing about it. I am so proud that I have one musical under my belt that I knew the reference to. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, uh, They were coming on because they knew that they could commit to every Sunday. So we changed our film date to as opposed to doing like what you guys do right after the episode. Mm -hmm. It was just more convenient to tape on Sundays because our studios are closed on Fridays and Saturdays. Um, So we would come in on Sunday so we could pull... Uh, new stories or get reactions from like queens from the thing. So just to give ourselves a little bit more time to prepare, because it's kind of hard to go right into an episode of recapping without having, I guess, news and gossip and that kind of stuff. So um, they were able to commit to the full season, mm-hmm. except for maybe a few dates where I might step in. But if that doesn't happen, then I'm happy to just be a fan and listening. Have you been listening and keeping up with Afterbus TV? No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's actually, it's been great because I've been traveling a lot and having you guys and them, and I haven't watched them, but I have them. The great thing about AfterBuzz is that they release a visual and an audio platform. So they, I've been listening to them, but not watching. Have we hit on all the drag queens? Is there any any big drag queen that we've missed that we haven't talked about? I think we've hit on everybody. We talked about Crack. We talked about Aquaria. Yeah. I mean, it's, I just want to get your two cents. Do you have like a top without, I mean, if you could erase the spoilers that you know, are there mm-hmm. is there a top three that you're rooting for? Like, that's if you a really could just good question. Get rid of... 
That's a good question. Like, imagine if there's a world where I don't know who it is. And Your ideal top three just based on what you've seen so far. I would say it's Cracker. 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 <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cracker, Aquaria, and... Got a third one. A third one's tough because it varies. That third spot varies week to week. Sometimes it's Eureka, sometimes it's Monique. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Monique. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I think that's a solid top three. Yeah, I think they've been performing the best. What do you think about the season as a whole? What have, have you been happy with it? Or have you been unhappy with it? I feel like the queens are super strong. Like they mm-hmm. got a really strong cast in and the challenges have been so far balanced between creativity, like, you know, creating looks or a ball, which mm-hmm. in so early in the season was kind of refreshing to see mm-hmm. um, and acting and performing and all, like they've given them choreography. They've given them lines. They've made them do improv. So I feel like they've had like a good, a well-rounded season. I think that they've learned the formula now, like they know what we want to see. Mm-hmm. And I think that having the show at an hour and a half, although sometimes it, doesn't seem as necessary mm-hmm. i'm just happy that that's the the general way that we're going to go now because this show is is kind of built to show a lot of conversations and workroom topics i guess because mm-hmm. it, it's all relative it all comes back in some way or another okay well why don't we wrap the Alaska thoughts there jay stick around you and i will have a private conversation but for everyone in the chat room and for everyone listening at home we're going to close it out right there um America, America. I actually hate this song. But it's a good outro song. Jay, thank you for being on Rulaska Fox. Thank you. Everyone in the chat room, go back to work. What are you doing here in the middle of the day? Live on the air. All right. Adios. Adios.